No, you're not like at least the water wings. They kind of you can kind of help you to learn to swim. Mm. I think that the the pool ring just prepares you for a life of being the machine bird Kreischer. I figure <laughs> he just spent a little bit too much time in the in the ring when he was a child, and he was like, "Yo, I don't mind this at all." Yeah. <laughs> you know, first of all, floating, excellent. Hands are free for whatever. Love us, yeah. And you know what? Right now, this is like a, a rubber thing around my waist. But if I keep going down this path, this could be fat. This could be fat, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Fat. I could have this all the time. I could have uh, a belly the size of this. Everyone would respect me then. <laughs> like, I think that we're kind of sold. I don't know, because the biggest kid is often like the, the leader. Yeah. When you're younger. Definitely. And then when you get older, the biggest kid is the is the butt of many jokes. And the object of scorn. Yeah, and but if you're if, if you're if you're Bert Kreischer, that that works for you. He's a multi yeah. he's a multi millionaire, like a multi millionaire, like more than once he made a million dollars through what he's doing. That is fucking crazy. Like that is just. I read the I read recently enough the Rolling Stone article that made him famous, the one that where they named him like the the, the biggest partier in the biggest party school in um in America. So he's a Florida State the year that they wrote the big uh, article. And, and they based Van Wilder, the movie, off that article as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I know. And, and like when you read the article as well, it's like a lot of the stuff that happens in the Van Wilder film is like taken straight out of that article. But because you know that Bert Bar, Bar, Bar Kreischer doesn't look like, like, but Ryan, was it Ryan Reynolds? Was that the like Ryan Reynolds, yeah. Yeah, so like, but it's yeah, the same Ryan stuff, Reynolds, but when you're watching Ryan Reynolds do it, you're like, what a legend. But when you're reading the article and you yeah. know they're talking about Bert, they're talking about Bert Kreischer, same stuff. You're like, I hate Looking him. Looking like he does. Like, I hate him and I hate to be around him. Did <laughs> Bert Kreischer did shag Tara yeah. didn't he? I mean, it was in the, I don't think he did, because if he did, he would never <laughs> stop talking about it. <laughs> the thing is, now he's married now, but I think you can shag Tara Reid now. I think that's on the table. I don't think it's like this unattainable thing. Like, you know, mm. I think she invited Jabber to live with her. She thought they're going to shag me. Those two Irish yeah. boys, they're not going to be yeah. able to get enough of the Reedmeister. And then she's like, well, if they won't shag me, they're probably gay. And I was like, well, Tara, you're not the, you're not the draw you used to be, especially not with two gay twins who are in love with each other. It's, it's going to be tough. <laughs> no, I thought that the thing with Jedward is one of them is gay and one of them is just so supportive that he's of gay the too. Other's journey that he's like, because one of them kind of has a bit of sadness in his eyes, or like yeah, uh, I don't know, yeah. like a bit of like I'm not as into this as the other guy is. Yeah, well, I mean that's the same thing with Crystal Swing, isn't it? It's just like the two of them are do not want to have sex with each other, but yet they still do. But because, they do it because of their because their mother wants it. She wants it to happen. She's like, you will drink tequila, and I don't care which of you drinks tequila and which one of you speaks dirty in Spanish, but I do need it to happen. Okay, we've got to keep this image up. She's like old school kayfabe wrestling promoter. She's like, they're not going to buy our CDs if they don't think you're fucking. You know, <laughs> I mean, they need to know this stuff works. They need to know sex the hook sells. of inter sibling sex sells. The huckle book makes you. If we've learned fuck. anything, if we've learned anything from Game of Thrones, if we have Jack, you're not wrong. 
Do you remember the first time, like you saw? I think it was the first episode. It's the end of, of the Thrones. first episode. Yeah, they push the It's just window. like they're twins and they're banging and they're like not holding back. It's like not like it's like all the writing in that a... episode was like doggy style too. It was like you don't see that on TV much. <laughs> There's no tender uncertainty. That is a good old fashioned railing right there. <laughs> Look, if I had Lena Heaton and Nikolai Kostovaldo on my payroll, I would want a sex scene where they're both, the face is visible for both of them. Make no mistake. Similar, <laughs> But then they do Jason Momoa and um, Khaleesi, whatever her fucking name is. Amelia. Amelia Clark. I used to know it off by heart, but look, at I don't anymore. And then they're like, yeah, we're going to have to show both of them. Let's go, let's go doggy stuff. I know that's the only position George or R. Martin could do. Because uh, it would allow him to rest the belly <laughs> on the back. And so that's where the inspiration came from. And potentially a plate full of fried chicken. I mean, why stop that Because he one... gets tired. He, he doesn't like haunchy women. He literally needs haunchy women. He requires women. someone with haunch. There's a structural load to be bore there. And what a load it is. I need man-bearing hips. Oh, Jesus Christ. Have we started the show yet? I joined late. Yeah, I'm, you know what? Actually, uh, we, it we feels probably, like we're, we have. we're recording. It feels like the show is, is starting. Let me stick my headphones in to get a little you bit stick. better audio. Wow. Stick. stick it in there, buddy. <laughs> Say probably. <coughs> oh, you sound like you've had a heavy weekends, Jack. Yeah, I've had three heavy weekends. <laughs> well, how about? How about you take the time to tell us about it? Yeah. Okay, that didn't play. Or did it? Wait, what? Yeah, you take the time to tell. Yeah, that thing. Wait, do you mean that did? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Make that the show has started. I I play this song. Oh, okay. I want to get a drop board. I want to make a drop board. Uh, but like, and there's lots of apps that will take money off you to make a drop board for you, but I want to not pay for it, is what I'm saying. Um, uh, from our Dusty Sellers, teaching the blind to see section. It's the final countdown. <laughs> I mean, it's impressive if you can do it. Like, teaching implies success. You know? Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, success. In the sense that, I mean, what, what, look, we have the end result skewed, is the end result is not healthcare; it is circus show. We have a very skewed <laughs> idea of how safe a C-section is because yeah. of a recency bias. You know, back in the day, it was like, man, I wonder if we just, you know, took it out of there through a hole we made ourselves. I mean, that's got to work, right? Right, that's got to be easier, you know? A lot of women are dying in childbirth. What if we stabbed them, too? What if we just stabbed them? <laughs> what if we just skip the whole thing? A lot of people survive stabbings. A lot of people die in childbirth. What if we skip the childbirth section entirely, skip right to some stabbings? Uh, old-timey <laughs> doctors who are just a bit grossed out, and they're just like, I'm not going. To, I'm not pulling it out of there. I'm not. <laughs> so, that's how they invented the stethoscope, wasn't it? <laughs> It was like, because the, the, the method used to be a doctor would just put his ear to your chest and these Victorian era doctors were just like, I am not doing that. So they were like, they start like, they started like putting like funnels Ew. to I, keep yeah, them away. In my professional. <laughs> they looked, my they, educated like, professional opinion. Well, that's actually big better. Yuck. You can hear better. Yeah, I didn't want to be yuck. near the Ew. boob. 
I don't want to be near the boob, but now that I'm, this is better. Let's, and that's so I think that's how they got the C-section. They're like above the waist. And just, and, and above the waist. Is, does that explain why all doctors these days are afraid of girls? All that, of them. Too, yeah. The they, they are honoring a long tradition. Yeah. A long tradition. They're just like afraid of them. They, they can't keep eye contact with them. Uh, just uh, they claim to have had a girlfriend uh, when they went to the Gale Tucked, but I've never heard of her. It's uh, why, yeah, it's all, why all, Fina Gale all... are so popular among them too. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. They say all, it's because of Leo. Doctors. They say that, but he's he only has the healthy disregard for females that um, party animal gay boys have, which is just like, <laughs> get her the fuck out of here, okay? <laughs> Speaking of, I was at a big gay party with our good friend Leo. Last week, Good. you were in Sitches. I was in Sitches. Yeah, yeah. where they send all Irish doctors so they can find a girlfriend while they were away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I uh, I got one when I was on my uh, doctor's training Erasmus. She lives in Sitches though, so that's why I go to visit her every summer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> with, with regard to my girlfriend, who is real, and as well, um, I would like to point out, deputy, that uh, Sinn Fein's girlfriend isn't much of a looker either, to be honest. Uh, so, <laughs> and I'm sure if they ever get married, um, they will have very ugly children. So there you go. And and between. <laughs> Um, oh yeah sorry i'm also minus cronin and joining us this week as always they call him the unicorn because he could even make a unicorny it's gavin carberry you're damn right (laughs) see it's because he says stuff with his chest that's what it is Conor McGregor sort of ruined walking with your chest. Really, didn't he? I mean, Vince McMahon he, popularized it. Conor McGregor ruined it. Yeah, silk, in the, clo- wooden clogs up, silk slippers down. <laughs> I th- I th- yeah, I think Conor McGregor is to walking with your chest what Desperate Dan is to having a strong chin. He mm. just went too far. He is the asymptote of how you can do it. Mm. Like, physically, you know? I don't think anyone else could do it. As More. much as he is doing it. Yeah. Certainly, yeah, you can approach it, but you can't. Because um, you'd be thinking it's about the arms, but it's not really. Like he does do yeah. the arm thing, but it's more about the that, you know? Yeah. 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 Some <laughs> people think it's lead with the elbows, and it's not. It's the, it's the elbows are following the chest. Yeah. And, yeah. The, and the sheer momentum of your walk is carrying the elbow forward. It's actually your psoas muscle that you're engaging most, most of the way, um, <laughs> which is what giving you the that? swing. Your psoas muscle. What's that it's one? Big, big old muscle in your back. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. There you go. Swing, I thought, swing it from the back. I thought that was going to be the start of a joke, Ballast. Like, so as far as you're concerned, they're going to kick a fucking hoop in, you know? That would have been way, I, I way. Also, <laughs> that would have been way better. That's why I asked. I was like, so as muscle, what's that muscle, Ballast? Yeah, yeah. yeah no, you, your back. How you're, big is it? You guys are good. You're, you're a good improv troupe. You do yes and me at all opportunities. And I appreciate it. But, but sometimes there's nothing There's nothing to it. It's like, yeah. this guy, Thank you. There's the lesser, there's the lesser loved improv uh, tactic of yes, but. <laughs> yeah, and uh, there, there's their distant cousin. No, my thing instead. Uh, which, <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite which, one. A lot, a lot of improv troops like cast dispersions on. But what if your thing is way better? You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, did you say an IKEA? 
Or did you mean an Ikea in space? In space? Because a no, lot I'm of the time... I'm a ghost. <laughs> a lot of the time I'll be at an improv show and just be like my thing instead. And it'll be uh, going to a pub that isn't involved in the improv <laughs> show. And that's always better. It'll be having a full conversation with my funny friends instead of watching the improv. Oh, the ghost of Winston Churchill. <laughs> <laughs> please, please, can you stop saying the ghost of Winston Churchill, sir? <laughs> I can. Will you? No, I will not. Oh, I won't. It's an improv show after all. <laughs> I, the, the listener will be aware if they listen to this a lot uh, that that uh, I, I think I don't, me and someone else ruined an entire improv show by doing this because they decided that they were going to like get all their topics from bits of paper that the audience were put into this biscuit tin and they fished them out. Well, I figured it was simply a, simply a matter of writing the ghost of Winston Churchill on every single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and uh, by the and like by like a few in like the kind of okay man this has ruined this show so they're, picking up, they're picking up bits of paper that clearly say the ghost of Winston Churchill on them and like an astronaut <laughs> <laughs> sorry can I see the paper please can I just see it for a second see, does, it, does it say astronaut does it really say yeah it does it say astronaut now I've eaten it uh, I think it was the best improv show I ever saw no it was the best one at one yeah. point even at one point even they were like let's bring back the old guys from improv you know the guys who used to do it and the people who were currently doing it were not paying attention and were like oh manis will you do this show because obviously you were one of the old improv guys you know <laughs> was that the like show the, where we where we hid you all under a giant blanket a giant blanket and we nearly and died yeah and then did the reveal but we left it there for a few minutes and it turns out it wasn't a blanket. It was no. Like it was a theater black. It was, it was like it was oh. <laughs> you couldn't breathe at all. You're all cooking in there and all like visibly moving underneath it. And we're just like, I mean, it's pretty hilarious that there's just this pile of humanity under this here blanket, and the audience is sitting there watching it happen. It wasn't even a good reveal, and like we couldn't even make anything of it because it was like I got to spend a minute here getting my breath afterwards. Yeah, so that'll yeah. teach me. <laughs> I was going to say the gentlemanly thing for me to do would have been I never did improv and I hate it and I'm going to make the show worse deliberately. But uh, of course I went like, oh yeah, I was one of those guys. Bring me back as a superstar. No problem. <laughs> and, it, and it comes with double pay, you say? Interesting. <laughs> award myself only the smaller award of Silver Saucier. Which it comes <laughs> No, I uh, also joining us this week, Jack Toner. There may have been a joke from at some point, uh, but frankly, Jack, you're the joke. I mean, the funny guy. You're the funny guy. <laughs> Slight difference, but important. Uh, on the agenda this week, uh, tiny give my head piece segment. Uh, and, and, oh, excellent. Uh, we're going to talk to Jack about his experience at Primavera, where he just was. Um, probably not, not much going to talk to him about it you know we want to hear about beer related so we're trying to keep things on topic yeah, yeah you know this is I mean? a beer podcast it's a yeah, beer yeah. podcast okay, yeah, i actually right. have some i do have some good beer content uh just just quick warning it's all about the various ways in which i got an estrella oh yeah yeah we need to hear about the estrella. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, but it is i do want to clarify that it is all estrella hmm. but before we get into that packed agenda it's time to get introduced to these beers I'm currently drinking a Bud Light, but that's just to warm up. I do have another beer for the show. I'm going to go fetch it. If either of you are drinking, then speak about it now. 
Oh, excellent. I am drinking. Uh, Jack, are you? I have not been sober in 12 days, so I am going to take this opportunity to not drink. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm drinking a hopefully boo fruited Uh, sour. Oh, (laughs) Gavin, give me some warning next time. (laughs) Yeah, I know. There's a spooky ghost on it as well. Oh, give me some warning next time. (laughs) Um, It is... Uh, got lime juice, raspberry, cherry, blackcurrant. It's a limited edition one. I picked it up in Craft Central. First taste, it's absolutely fucking delicious. This, uh, the first taste was actually like super sour, like suck your your lips back sour. But it mellowed out after the the, the first few sips. Uh, it's quite sedimenty. I don't mind that at all. Um, and quite opaque, but. I'm at a place with this beer now where I'm finding it really well-balanced, delicious, fruity, complex. Well, I don't know if it's complex, but like there's more than one fruit in there. Um, <laughs> if, if anything, it's probably one note and it's fruity, but like, <laughs> I love it. This is a, despite the can being very much Halloween-y or, or wintry, it's black. It's, it's a limited edition uh, one from Hopfully. But uh, the this beer is sunshine in a can. It's lovely. That is fascinating. That sounds fabulous. And Gavin yeah. has a Halloweeny, which is good for sound. That's a real good <laughs> resonant, a real resonant sort of thwack. When you hit it, you yeah, know? it does. Empty, empty vessels make the most noise. And believe yeah. me, he's banging on that thing an awful lot trying to get it to make some noise. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, have you eaten their booty or are you are you like just gone on an IV drip for the next like, uh, six months? I'll show you what I have around me. I have a water, I have uh the, the lemp sip with the pseudofedrin in it, and there's a there's a there's a bottle of Xbutex around here somewhere. Now I am on a, what I would call an aggressive hydration schedule, but I'm also on an aggressive <laughs> napping schedule, which yeah. is really fucking up my hydration. So is the pseudoephedrine, just to let you in on a little something there. <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> it's not the move if you're hydrating. Well, it's that I have I have what I would call a fairly a fairly extensive dose of sesh flu. Yeah. And I have been coughing mm. nonstop for about four I days. can imagine a drug I would less like to have. Well, no, I can imagine several, but I, I, a drug I would less include in my hangover anxiety regimen than pseudoephedrine. <laughs> what just... is pseudoephedrine? I don't know anything about it. It's, I, I don't fully know what it is apart from like a, 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 a non ephedrine thing, which you used to get ephedrine or ephedrine uh, in. Um, to you'd get it to unblock your nose and oh, they just yeah. sell it over the counter they stopped doing that and i think the reason they did well you could just take a lot of ephedrine and get like really buzzy but i think i think you people were using it to make something else i think it yeah. might have been yeah that's probably what it was uh, yeah so I that's I the ingredient they need to get lots of in breaking bad where ah. we all know meth from there you go there you go mm. um, and maybe go. i misremembered it because i haven't seen that show since it first aired <laughs> Yeah, no, it it, pro- it probably is. God, I don't know. You, you, all the all the things that would have had ephedrine in it now, like when you would get like a bronchite or something, like they're not, they're all they're all pseudoephedrine. But it, it's it's just it fucking jitters you up a bunch. Um, mm. uh, so I, I wouldn't want that necessarily. But you know, Jack's a crazy guy. He's the yeah, he's a wild, he's, he's a wild and crazy guy. And the, and look, if if the if the if the worst part of the come down is some jitters, I'll consider that a huge win. 
I mean, yeah, yeah. you know. I, I agree. I agree with you. And the great thing was, um, is that like you managed to to not do any drugs while you were away, which is good as well. Done. Yeah, that's that's the, that like, was the best part. Because say no yeah. to them. I mean, drink yeah. alcohol for sure, but say no to drugs. Oh yeah, I, I personally yeah. dare to say no to drugs. I yeah, do. drugs are bad for your health. <laughs> alcohol, jury's still out. Jury is still out. I don't think it's out. I think it's out on alcohol per se, but I don't think it's out on alcohol when served to you by your responsible. Uh, VFI registered publican. I think that's fine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, it's essentially like they're they're like pharmacists. Almost, yes, you know, they're like they have a, they have a responsibility. You know, like a calling, if you will. It's a vocation. It it's is, a vocation, it and I don't know that it gets there. I mean, we all know that. Like, I mean, I've often been in the pub, and I will be just about to have the one that's one too many, and the barman will say. Manus, hey, how about I just call you a taxi, huh? You know? Yeah. At home, I will go. I I can't even count the times that that has happened to me, where I've just been on the edge of being too drunk, and a a, a friendly and and kind bartender has, in fact, picked me up, put me on his shoulders, and (laughs) run me home. At that point, point he really stopped being a bartender. It's a service. And became a friend. You became a friend. Exactly. You know? Yeah. You yeah. I, 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 just, I, we brought it up before, but I, I wanted to ask him, have you ever been? I've been turned away from venues by bouncers with the, with the reason being that I was too drunk. Uh, and that's usually not based really on whether you're too drunk or not. That's just they've decided that, that you're. That that's, they're just, it's based on if you're too belligerently drunk. It's one, well, it's just, it's also one of the reasons they can give that no one, like, they, you know, the no one can give it, but I've never yeah. once ever been refused another drink in an establishment I was already drinking in for being too drunk. And like, I've been belubas, <laughs> like, no, I've never been cut off. Yeah, I don't think I ever have either. I, I, I think they, they seem to do it in like, um, like a man, like they, they have like laws America? about it in Canada, like where they like they have these rules about like over serving you, so they're not they're actually not supposed to go past like three or four drinks at the bar. But I'm like I have been. I guess nine times out of ten, I'm not a problem. I'm still reasonably polite. Ten percent is such a big number of times to be a problem. Well, I'm. <laughs> it's, it's not. Well, no, I mean nine times out of ten of the like times where it'd be like I cannot remember the last two hours of that session. Yeah, you know I mean? like you know, and like by, by a problem, I would include like falling asleep in the pub, you know, which they mm. really don't they don't want you to do, and like you're like being sick. You know, I don't mean like a, I don't mean fighting the barman. Not that I've never done that, but like you know, once you know ever. Uh, even then, I, you know, they're not like yeah, never never come here again. Like, Take it easy, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't drive home, you know. Um, oh yeah, my beer. I have. We've had it before on the show, uh, but I'll never, not occasionally pick it up out of just sheer decadence. Is Delirium Tremens. Oh, very nice. Treat yourself. I have, a fo- I have a fondness for this beer um, that speaks to my swanky side, uh, which is to say that when I was eighteen or nineteen, this was like. We all it had been voted somewhere the best beer in the world, mm. <laughs> and it was like a fiver for a 33 mil bottle. 
And that to me was just like, I couldn't fathom spending the price of a nagon on a beer. But I was like, when I'm rich and it's the best beer in the world, you say? I get it all the time. And I also remember having my mind blown by its 8.5% alcohol um, moniker. But now, now yeah. that's, you know. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Now, like 8.5% is still beefy enough, but like there are things. You know, we're talking. We're going up to like twelves. We're going up to wine levels of 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 booziness. Like eight point five still should be kind of a considered a very strong beer. And certainly, it was certainly if you're going to drink now. What, what though the difference between this and some of the time when you like get like twelve percent or something? This was still in the age when. I don't know whether they, I guess it's not that they didn't have the skill to, I guess they didn't have the inclination to hide that this is fucking beefy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like you're not <laughs> supping a delirium tremens and going like, we can barely taste the alcohol. Where is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this tastes It's like, every... you're, you're like, where is it? I'm referring to my teeth because the alcohol has punched me in the face. <laughs> yeah. It's like, this is what I remember. Like, because it was, there was always high strength beards, but up like but most of them were like the tramp lagers, like you know you're like your yeah your, your Bavaria Bavaria extra yeah. Um, there's actually way more of them now as well. And I don't quite know why we need the variety because they all taste the same. So you know, every every Eastern beer has a Motzna version where it's like nine percent or up. Um, Mm. They taste, as far as I can tell, identical. Of that big, I still have a big giant can of ten percent fax. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's yeah. spitting hot fax right there. I still have yeah. that because I bought two of them. Because when I was in little, when they had them, I was like, well, I better buy two because I mean, <laughs> one might. Not Who knows what I'll need an extra big ten percent fax? But I will often do that with like a beer that's like it's like especially if it's Limit. if it's in like Little Rallies, like who the fuck knows when this is coming back? Yeah, but, yeah. But what part of me didn't know that I wasn't gonna like? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what if I really like it though? And it's, it was like that time I could have met Mr. T at the mall. You know, all day I was just saying, I'll go a little later. I'll go a little later. When I got <laughs> when to I got... the mall, the guy working there said he just left. I asked him if he was ever gonna come back again, and he said he didn't know. I'm not going to let that happen to me again. <laughs> oh. That's a great read from Dan Castellanata. Um, so yeah, this is it's no surprise to anybody. This is is actually a nice beer. Uh, it's 4.30 in O'Brien's for a 33 mil. I, um, I, I wonder if like the only question really is, is it, is it worth being a full euro more expensive than a Duvel? Because, uh. Uh, say, you know, that's, that, that, that's where we're in uh, as far as that goes but who knows uh we have will come to jack for many many questions uh but uh before we do it's time for a little bit of this she says that i said why don't you give my head some cake there it is <laughs> any, any time any chance to play this thing uh incidentally <laughs> I could not find, and I don't know if it was because I had the wrong name for it, that thing that the beer, the, the thing the beer nut was saying that Holding the Wall and Gang did last week. And he was like, oh, check yeah. it out. If for no other reason than the production values are terrible and that the idea is very good. Um, 
he might have just been throwing a little bit of shade at us there inadvertently by being like yeah, <laughs> production no, values. No, no, you guys yeah, are really. The idea relate. is also terrible for us. No, the idea for the idea, our idea is perfect. Like if we ever someone do. should do what we do, what we claim to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if we were doing it right, we would be doing a good. You know, it'd be a good thing to have. <laughs> Who wouldn't want a big list of like 320 something beers and like not just aggregated by like the users of beer advocate or untap or something but like but by four guys who you can like hear what their thoughts are so you can even be like what if they think you know then maybe like that'd be a good thing to do um but we don't do that uh, largely because uh, i just i've been we've we've just had too much sex which is to say we've had it once we've had it once <laughs> <laughs> all right my beard grows places other than my neck and uh I, my bmi is currently in the healthy range so i'm sorry we're not we're not, <laughs> not, <laughs> not going to take this seriously that's so unfair and yet still true uh, yeah, for, yeah, for, yeah, yeah. for everyone who would do such a thing uh, not small give my headpiece segment this week it's not really a segment um, but I do like to highlight it when people talk to us and uh, James Mullen's been in touch <laughs> just to, it's just like yeah I'm hearing it everywhere which is yeah it is and it's not and it is new yeah. right you know yeah. that's, that's the other thing it, it, yeah, yeah. It's, he's it's, also it's, bringing it's, one it's up though pandemic. that he is he, he is hearing as well that I wonder if, if, if it's because we used to always talk about it. Was any other AOB? Oh, <laughs> oh God. That one, like... Any other, any other business? Any other AOB, man. And that what that is, is people not understanding what Brevos are for. Um, yeah. And people, nowhere is that more displayed than anyone who has a, an acronym where the one or more of the letters are a W. Mm. It's like oh, that. yeah. Say the word. It's probably so, quicker. Probably quicker. World Wide Web. World Wide <laughs> Web is the is, is the ultimate one. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> but almost every wrestling company, it's just like you just took three syllables on there. That like, I mean, it's not, you know, particularly yeah. like it's okay if it's just for wrestling because that's kind of two and a half syllables anyway. But when you're when you are Vince McMahon's father, his company was called the WWWF. It was the Worldwide Wrestling Federation. <laughs> what, why? Why do you? Why? <laughs> like one of Vince's first things was, we got to clean this up. We got to take one of those W's out of there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, any other AOB is like, what, what is the point of saying any other business? What yeah, is the point like, of abbreviating it? If you're, yeah, business, say it? if you're just going to say it, exactly. Any other AOB? It's like ATM machine. ATM machine, pin number. Pin number. Pin yeah. number, yeah. IP address we don't get wrong. That's no that's internet protocol address. Yeah. Yeah. What's your IP protocol address? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how stupid does that sound? But any, any other AOB? But that's the equivalent of AO, any other AOB. And the problem is it's too useful. And that, also that, that, that abbreviation is so useful that like it just became the word became what you say and once it yeah. becomes that people just it goes out of their head what the thing was about i ha i have a solution okay mm -hmm. i'm now the kind of people who are saying any other aob all right yeah. are not conscious 
that it's a mistake and like just aren't thinking about it. So we need to draw attention to this in some way. And you can't just say like, oh, actually, that means uh, any other business. So you're actually saying any other, any other. Because you sound like a wanker, all right? You do. So Mm -hmm. I think we need to collectively, all the listeners of this podcast and the three of us, so all seven of us. Seven people. (laughs) Seven people need to, whenever we hear the words, does anybody have any other AOB? You say, yeah, y'all know me. (laughs) (laughs) Silly AOB. (laughs) I mean, if you can include Chronic 2001 lyrics minus the hard R and bombs that there are, no, they're mostly, they're mostly, they're mostly not hard R's, but you're not, (laughs) but like people would draw that distinction as if like it would be okay if you said the other one, like no, no, yeah. I actually can't think of what more trouble you could be in, actually, at the point that you've done the non-hard R one. It's like, what do you what because it's what? like, yeah, you've thought about it enough to 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 start to soften the ore, but not enough to not then you still reach the conclusion to say something. And they're like, where are you welcome in polite society <laughs> with the non-hard R? Yeah. That you wouldn't be if you were like, I'm yeah. gonna lean into this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> too, uh, too crazy for Boys Town, but you're a boy for Crazy Town, you know? The <laughs> only thing it could possibly do is also exclude you from the KKK, where they're like, oh, come on. You don't have, oh, the, balls. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have yeah. the balls to follow through on that. Get out of here. <laughs> we don't want you at our meetings, you know? <laughs> So, no, so not all of the lyrics to the songs in uh, Chronic 2001. Um, no. But some of them. But some of them. Just If you don't think much. that I walked into work most days saying, it's the motherfucking DPD, then you, <laughs> then you Jack knows I did. I did. Yeah, <laughs> <you> did. <laughs> there was lots of them. There was lots of them. If you wanted to go a little bit more family friendly, we are DPD. <laughs> I've got all your boxes on me. I've got all your parcels with me. Okay, hold on. This is a new segment. Well, okay, you need you need to give me one more, and then we can save them for next week. Yeah. We are DPT. It's so good. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I tell you, I tell you, who, I tell you who it used to really like was customers who we'd full on like they they could not get their parcel for some reason, and they really appreciated the humor. Oh yeah. yeah, in their moment of great need, what they really needed was for it to just be taken down a notch. What they really needed was a little bit of Ores. No, but there was the landing. I can't think of any other ones that use DPD, but anytime that there was a special required to go to, I can't remember what depot number it was, the one in Ennis, um, I would invariably sing, Whoa, we're halfway there. Whoa, a special down to Claire. Uh, uh, yeah <laughs> excellent it, excellent it just a joke factory that place putting the putting the scanners in the sink when you're supposed to sink them that was that was top, <laughs> top notch where <laughs> <Excellent. humor. laughs> on the on the, on the 
on the Ennis gang, I went down, as we famously know, to West Cork about 20 times last year, yeah. uh, d- given that I refused to leave the country and had to holiday in Ireland. And yeah. all the time chose, chose West Cork. But I could not help every time that we got to just before Cork City, where it showed the sign for uh, Glanmire to go, yeah. You saw Glenmire. <laughs> we saw the whole of McCroom. Yeah. <laughs> the whole of McCroom. <laughs> the Water Boys, man. Tell me, when do you ever, when do you ever think about them anymore? Um, well, then, when do you ever think of the Saw Doctors anymore? We're giving them a late career revival here. Yeah, because the song, which is not called "Give My Head Peace," by the way, it's called "She Said." It's actually part of the- like. The sti- I thought it was a good song before when it was the sting for Give My Head Peace, the, the TV yeah. show. It's really, it's a grower. Like yeah. the sting has made me want to listen to She Said Again. <laughs> yeah. It was, you know, when you think of the dog shit that they call their hits, like, yeah. <laughs> like I used to love her. It's like, that's fine. But like, it's okay. It's a, it's a reasonably mm. good song, but it doesn't, neither it nor N17 deserve the high esteem in which they're held and a little bit of this is the Dublin bias you know but I would think every other county would have an anti-Galway bias if you've ever been to Galway because <laughs> of of the crusty infested shithole that it is <laughs> and it's always raining so they stink like wet dogs <laughs> constant misty rain do not make for a good nosmic experience nosmic experience and many of them are walking wet dogs on a little piece of string <laughs> because they won't pay for a leash, man, because that's just for big leash. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, as much as you hate Galway, you really hate leash. And the people of leash, yeah, that's because they hate you. Why we're on leash, port leash. Okay, hang on a tick. Landlock County. Port what leash. What? What sort of fucking port could it possibly be? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what boat uh, are you parking there? I guess uh, there's a river. Got, they've Shannon, got a river. Shannon. They've got a river. Yeah. yeah. You've, what you've done is you, your ignorance no. about, what real, about what water is and what a port can be. You think, you think there's no ports on like the great, in like Cleveland? Yeah. Like, well, ma- ma- Manus, if you, if, yeah, if you've ever been to Leach, you know how bad the weather is there and it they're accepting any any port in the storm no what it probably is is probably is probably in reference to the airport that's in port leash right that's probably <laughs> probably what they're referencing right but doesn't it doesn't it you know doesn't it sort of evoke the image of like you know at very least baltimore by the way the Baltimore Orioles are apparently moving from Baltimore. And I have to pretend to be really bothered by that. No, uh, I will be bothered by it. I will be bothered by it a little bit, but it's not like I live in Baltimore. So like wherever they move to, yeah, wherever they go, they go as far away. But like the thing to do will be like, fuck them. Not following them to another city. Like I picked them on fairly arbitrary basis to support anyway. Like, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Where are they going? We don't know. They might not be going anywhere, but they, the, 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 the owner died and his sons and his wife are now all suing each other. And I don't know if you've seen the film Major League. I have not. Um, but that I, I Major League, the plot of Major League uh, with Charlie Sheen is um, that 
the owner dies and the wife wants to move the team, but she can't move it unless the attendance goes below a certain threshold. It's basically like speed, but with baseball attendance. <laughs> so, so, it's the, so it's the, it's the producers <laughs> for sports. Yes, it's kind. Yeah. Yes, it kind of is. And uh, and so she like deliberately hires like what she thinks are bad players to play for the team so that they'll be shitty. And if you've been following the Orioles recently, they have been the worst team in baseball for the last like <laughs> five, four or five years. And, like we're making these decisions that you would have to say if you didn't know any better were being made by a malicious owner who's trying to like drive the attendances down to move. <laughs> So in one way, I think I might watch Major League when the podcast's over. You know. Yeah, that sounds good. That it, film sounds it, great. Is it actually good? Yeah, uh, yeah, it actually is kind of good. Uh, Wesley Snipes I'll, is in I'll it. Also watch it's got it. it's got pre off the rails Charlie Sheen. It's yes. got pre off the rails Wesley Snipes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, no, no, Wesley Snipes didn't movie. go off the rails. He just didn't pay his He taxes. went off the rails in the only way the United States government cares about, which was that he stopped yeah. paying his taxes. Oh. He just took some bad advice. Like, he got some wacky accountant who said, you know, you don't have to pay those. And he went, shit, really? <laughs> he just didn't. <laughs> he didn't, and then he got locked up, and the accountant was like, meh. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, when they wanted to put Harvey Weinstein in jail, it was a palaver. Like, was, yeah. they still, Bill Cosby, currently not in jail. OJ, yeah. a free man. But yeah. like Wesley's not. It's how they got fucking Al Capone as well. And they're like, <laughs> we do agree with your Al Capone with your Valentine's Day massacre killing policy, <laughs> but we don't agree with your not paying us the money you fucking owe us policy. <laughs> Which you would think that Al Capone would have understood because it was a hot button for him. Mm. You know what I mean? Now, okay. Oh, okay. Right. This is uh, sidebar. Mm. Is. Okay, is tax evasion like not the thing that the US government just cares the most about? It's the thing that's easiest to prove. Um, like because there's o- there's always a paper trail. What's the burden? Like is, you can like a literal burden of proof. Like what's the burden of evidence like? Yeah, burden of proof. Like, you may you know, be re- you may actually be so, right in like one someone, sense, Gavin. Because someone they lie. don't. No, you're sorry. Go ahead. I interrupted you because it's. Uh, yeah, I was. I was gonna say like Al, Al, Al Capone was racketeering and stuff like that, but that's all hearsay to a point. Like someone is is yeah. telling you something, blah, blah blah blah. Whereas like you have this amount to pay and you didn't pay it, it's like it's it's black and white. Whereas like a a, a well paid crafty lawyer can, you know, create enough doubt and fudge around other yeah. crimes. Whereas like. The numbers don't lie. Well, you well, you may be right, Gavin, in the sense that I think tax evasion is one of the few, like, in fact, I, I was going to say it's one of the few absolute liability crimes. So I, I, I don't think that you didn't know or you made a mistake is actually a defense. They may mm. not lock you up. They may just say, well, what we'll do is we'll garnish your salary for the next 200 years. Uh, yeah. But like, you're still you're guilty of it regardless. You can't just go, yeah. whoops. Um, I actually think it's a step further. I don't think they even have to prove you did it. I think you have to prove you didn't in America in particular. Yes. I think if yeah. they, they go like, well, here's all your shit. Uh, I can see it. And now you must <laughs> yeah, prove yeah. where you fucking got that from. And where did you pay your taxes? And if you can't, we actually don't have to prove shit. <laughs> we can just be like, you didn't file your tax return properly. You're going to jail forever. 
Yeah, um, it's the only one where you're guilty until proven innocent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's where if you want to know, you want to know where the real power lies. It's like, man, if I don't pay my drug dealer, I can fucking work it out with him. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll set up a payment plan. You'll get I can fucking. I you can. If I move a bit of weight, like you know, in the boot of the car, <laughs> I can fucking work my way out of it. If you don't pay the government, they take your house. <laughs> <laughs> Frankly, if I don't pay my drug dealer, I can. And he's a little guy. You know what I mean? fight him off <laughs> and like eventually they run out of guys to send after you i i can't defeat them but some guys could there's got to be some guys you yeah, just yeah. can't you just can't give him drugs on tech because it's like well well if he doesn't pay like what can we like he's just gonna what kill can we us do all. he's he's <laughs> tougher than us he's yeah tougher than like we are. part of being yeah part of being in a black market industry is you need to be the toughest as well because like yeah, yeah in, in legitimate business you rely on the authority of the government but when you're operating outside that system you you just need to be the toughest or at least tough enough to make people not want to fuck with you tough enough to you yeah, tough enough that it's not worth it we it's yeah. we have a very legitimate version of this almost every time that me and scaldy gav try and get in anywhere where there's bouncers mm. uh, and most of the time they'll tell him he's too drunk even if he's completely sober and I was like, what's going on there? He goes, I'm like, like, because he works security as well. So he's like, oh, I wouldn't let me in either. I'm like, why? Because he's huge and rough yeah. looking. And he's yeah. like, they're, they're not, they're to like, take a, he, an ocean. Not yeah. Sure. What if he, what if he decides once he's in there that he's not leaving? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, gonna yeah. Do? What are you going to do about it? <laughs> like, if you're, the last thing you want to be is like tougher looking than the bouncer. Because they'll be like, yeah. oh, absolutely not. <laughs> you're not coming in here. <laughs> so if you want to start your drug dealing empire you better look like a little weed and then and then start hitting the weights man every successful yeah. drug dealer i've ever known has been beefy you know they've been, they've been <laughs> may also just indicate that they're not getting high in their old supply unless it's cocaine a lot of a lot of muscle heads like a bit of cocaine too so i mean it's hard to i myself have been known to uh lift a few weights if you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> no adam sandler has a new film out he does. Why? Hustle. Hustle. It's called Hustle. It called? Yeah. Yeah, it's called Hustle. Um, it's on Netflix. It's not bad. You know, give it a watch. It's not. Yeah. Sad. But. Is it Happy I'm... Madison? Yes, it is Happy Madison. This okay. is. Yeah, I know. And I know what you're asking, too. So, <laughs> this is, so this is one for this is one for them. Yeah. But the reason it's noteworthy is I watched all of it and it's OK, like especially for a Happy Madison film. But. I think the AI that writes his films for Happy Madison <laughs> is learning because oh, it has a lot of the, like, it's a Happy Madison film, okay, at the heart of it. But it has a lot of the trappings of, like, the other, the one, the one, the film you used to get every 10 years that was, like, Adam, Adam Sandler does a non-Happy Madison film and it's actually not as good as you think it is, but it's like really good, but it's like you think hmm. it's better because you're thinking it's going to be shit. You know, Uncle yeah. James, I'm looking at you. Punch Drunk Love, I'm looking at you. The the Meyerowitz yeah. stories or whatever that he did. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, where it's like, oh my God, he's competent. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's like got some, they've figured out some of it where they're like, okay, well, let's, okay. It's like, he, he's going to be kind of sad and morose, 
a lot of the time. Uh, and it's but it's still a happy Madison film. So it's still like what's the opening sequence is him going around lots of different hotels uh, eating all sorts of different, very visible fast foods. Um, his character is actually perfect you know like really like like he's a perfect he's perfectly right all the time there is it's it's kind of it's kind of they've recycled billy madison a little bit because he's like he's he's sort of fighting for control of his basketball team with a entitled rich kid who's inherited it from his father who's played by Robert Duvall and Robert Duvall really believed in Adam Sandler you know because of how, how great he is you know like, but Adam Sandler he's, he has a skill that not too many other people have and there's like there, there's an asshole guy and there's a like the the, the other non-Adam Sandler protagonist because I bet like it, like Happy Madison if they full Happy Madison this film Adam Sandler would be the basketball player as opposed to what he is yeah. in this, which is he's a scout who finds the basketball player, and uh, you know, so they've learned a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and how many and how many beautiful women does David Spade sleep with? David Spade, they, I don't know where they had to tell Adam that David was that week because David yeah. Spade isn't in this film. And uh, so that's what I'm saying. They're sort of figuring it out. Like there's not the happy, but it's like full of like actual sports people just playing themselves which is big happy madison move they they, they love yeah, doing it's like lebron is in it and shit right i didn't see lebron alan Iverson shows up uh dirk nowitzki shows up um like those are the two uh, like oh, Dr. Dr. Juiced. that was it he may have yeah that would make sense and then the, the way you know straight away that it's not going to be properly good it's like oh that's the actual philadelphia 76ers like logo and team stuff so like they're gonna they're they gonna sign off on something they're gonna the NBA is signing off on this. Like it, this is yeah. not gonna be any given Sunday where Al Pacino's team playing the Pantheon. Board, you know? <laughs> yeah. I just I just did a search there to try and find if, if Major League was available to stream. It's not, it's also not available to purchase anywhere. And I was oh. like, yeah, you know what I'm gonna do instead? I'm gonna watch any given motherfucking Sunday. Go fucking film, man. And and that's sort of what sets that film apart because they can do stuff that there's no way an NFL film would ever do. Like if, yeah. if, like it's how you sort of knew that that Kevin James film was going to be dog shit, and don't say that you knew it because Kevin James was in it because he's perfect. <laughs> he's perfect. He is perfect. And you, you did. We all agree he was perfect. We all agreed he was perfect, but the we did, but only us. The New York values have an elitist motherfucker. CNN viewers that are listening <laughs> here wouldn't know Tucker Carlson if he bit him in the bum. You know what I mean. <laughs> They're going to tell you that Kevin James isn't perfect, but they're wrong. They're wrong about that. He was the king of queens. He was not the prince of anything. Okay. He was in the last film that Will Smith had a song about. No. Remember when Will Smith used to release songs for his films? That's not true. Switch was his last film tie-in song? I think so. Yeah, fuck. Wait, Kevin James was in Switch? I thought he was in Hutch. Was he in both? Hitch. Hey, well, no, Hitch is the name Hitch. of the song. The name of the film. Hitch. Switch no. was the song. Switch was the song. Switch was the song. And that's the last one. I Look, think we all so. Are... Well, no, you're right. No, because when they did the remake of Independence Day, Will Smith wasn't in it. Or not the, the sequel to Independence Will Smith wasn't in it, but he did do a, a, a song to go with it. Uh, but he was phoning it in because it was like, it's Independence Day. <laughs> <laughs> Alex D. Uh, wait, <laughs> wait, didn't didn't he have one for for King Richard as well? 
It's me, King Richard. I beat his son Serena's dad. <laughs> he did, shit. Let me yeah. tell you, that song fucking slapped. That song did slap. Yeah. It did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, very good, Barris. Uh, we did a full episode dedicated to that slap, and like we didn't come up with that joke. So. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sort of recommending uh, Hustle with Adam Sandler if you are devoid of anything else to watch but Jack made a very good point to say he's going to tonight watch any given Sunday that's yeah. kind of the move that's the move that's yeah. the move and I mean, Jack- yeah, that is a three hour movie and I don't know if I'm going to be awake in the next uh, three minutes so maybe that maybe, uh, maybe I'll I'll when you see Willie Beeman steaming oh. through you're going to wake up man is Willie Jamie Beeman. Fox I got man. the ladies they creaming it was so, not obvious at any point during Jamie Foxx's like early career that he was going to be what he like turned out to be in terms of an actor. Oh, like like the like like I would say one of the most fun careers. Full stop. Yeah, mm. yeah, I would say so. Yeah. But to the point that like by the time by the time he won his Oscar, it was like like no, I can't think of any other comic who like full on. Most people would, when they got huge as an actor, would be like, "No, he used to be a comedian." You know, you just, mm, would, yeah, just yeah. wouldn't even think. You're just like, obviously, this guy has been like an actor forever, and he's like, yeah, also really good at music or singing at least. Um, mm. Yeah, brother can dance. Can dance. I'm like, security special was pretty fucking good. Yeah, he was actually in Dublin very recently um, for a couple of weeks. Maybe he still is. And um, <clears throat> in very expected fashion, he would rent out. I, I heard it from two totally separate sources about um, about him just like going and renting out a whole club just for him and his him and his him and his crew um, and a few friends of mine in totally separate bars. You know, guys didn't know each other. Uh, were working the bar that night for the for the Jamie Fox party, and uh, one of them was like, "It was real weird. He just would have a he brought his own speaker, put it on the table." Whenever he wanted to say something, would pause it, say what he wanted to say, <laughs> and then start playing his music again. <laughs> Fucking yes! <laughs> All that uh, that is incredible. Better than the Bill Murray. You will never. No one will ever believe you because this is real. <laughs> no one will ever believe you. There's a certain threshold of fame as an American, anyway. Particularly as an American who's sort of quasi musician guy, a certain level of fame above which you get where you, when you come to Ireland, especially, you book your own venue and you have the party there. And the reason for that is two words Shane Lynch. (laughs) If you just try and hang out in the VIP area of just a normal place, Shane Lynch is going to fight you. He will, yeah, he'll fight you. If he did it to Puff Daddy in the 90s, when Puff Daddy's entourage were for sure armed. (laughs) In the 90s of all things. Like, you think, well, there's no guns in Ireland. Bollocks. Yeah. (laughs) We're fucking armed. And Shane Lynch's like, I think I'm going to fight this guy. Yeah. (laughs) Why? What? What did he do? Unforgivable stuff. Unforgivable stuff. Yeah, he's a bit rude to my missus. <laughs> Was he? I mean, all right. Good, good man yourself, Shane. <laughs> you don't think that the toughest man in the world is going to be in Boys Out, but he is. He is. Yeah, yeah. And he'll kill that son of a bitch who named him Sue. I figure that's what it is. 
<laughs> I'm going to put you in this. Like, you see him on the Late Late Show dancing around. He's real sensitive about that, too. He does not take being asked about that well. <laughs> no, or, or questioning his religion that he constantly breaks the tenets of. You can't question that either. He <laughs> hates He hates that. You know that turn the other cheek shit? Well, he thinks that's for pussies. <laughs> he will hit you in the face if you point that out. <laughs> Let me tell you, he he's lapped a few of the meek in his I, day. I'm telling you, they will not inherit the earth if Shane Lynch has anything to do with it. <laughs> the Sermon on the Mount, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> like, you start to understand why Boyzone made it as well, because every other boy band was getting run out of places by, like, the promoters just wouldn't pay them and stuff. For, like, for, for, yeah. Like, yeah, I think Ronan Keaton's like, Sean, when are you getting paid? Fucking never, fucking never. Oh, fucking never will I not pay you, sir. (laughs) (laughs) You'll be the first on my list to pay. (laughs) Yeah. And that's that's gotta be tough. That's and you're Ronan Keating, you've buried some bodies, you know. (laughs) Can't kill them, but you buried them. Good man yourself, Ronan. You know? Yeah. It's good. Um Jack, how was how was Primavera? We need to know about all the ways you drank Australia there. So here's the thing about Estrella. Damn. I have no idea yeah, how it's pronounced. But... Look, you'd be walking down the street, go back to your local super, supermercado. Mm. There you can go find an Estrella. <laughs> little, 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 little booth on the street, little, little, little food truck kind of, kind of thing, little, little newsy. Guess what they got? Ice, cold. Estrella? Damn. Sitting right there. <laughs> Sitting right there. Then you go into a festival. Maybe that festival is Primavera Sound 2022. Mm-mm. The main stage is called Estrella. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what they serve at that main stage? Yeah, damn right. It's Estrella, damn. <laughs> Maybe the queue is too long, which it often was. <laughs> you know what else they got? They got brothers with backpacks. Guess what that backpacks <laughs> is full of? Damn right. Estrella, damn. <laughs> did you know jack when when you were when you were uh, saying all these all these things did you know that was marlon brando's beer of choice what damn. yeah damn yeah <laughs> like you know he'd be at the fucking bar and he'd be like estrella what's the ubiquity and exclusivity of the estrella damn train was that to do with them like doing what the Agio used to be famous for doing, just like paying so that they were the only beverage available? Or oh, like, like you'd be on the beach, and there'd be a brother walking around with his with the cooler bag. He'd be like, he'd be singing the ice cold mojito song, but also selling beers. And if you wanted some sangria or an ice cold mojito, like the 50-50 shot, like you might have gotten a Modelo off of them. Oh, but if you were feeling mm. fancy, yeah. But for the most part, that was Estrella Dam. It's just everywhere. It's just. It's, it's everywhere. It's, it's the beer everywhere. of Barta. It's like if you were to combine Heineken and Guinness. Heineken. <laughs> like, the beer of gynecologists. Heineken. <laughs> hey, we know where to get the good yeast. You know what I'm 
but it's uh, true of like that's it, Spain is. I, I didn't know Spain was like that because Portugal is like that. You know, in the movies where you're like, give me a beer, and like a beer appears, and you don't have to, yeah, like, or in Korea, yeah. they're like, give me a pint and a bitter. Like, yeah, when you go into into uh, like a one of like either a, a bodega or whatever the little kiosk you're called, or like any like cafe bar or any bar in Portugal, and you just like uh, a yellow around an imperial or whatever they call the large beer, the large beer if you're a Rangers fan, but there's a word for it in Portuguese as well. But you just go like you you basically ask for a beer, and it's gonna be Superbock or Sagres, and they're like, yeah, okay, and that's just the tap that they have there, and that's the beer they mm-hmm. have, and they don't have any of your fancy notions. And um, they turns out they did in Lisbon, but just Neil's an uncultured swine who didn't know any place that would do that. But in the, <laughs> you know, but it because like well, then Neil had lived in like three different cities, and each time he was like, man, the beer culture shit here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Copenhagen. Copenhagen's like, it's just fucking Carlsberg or Tuborg, man. Uh, 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 <laughs> you know, uh, so, you know, like, like, isn't like all of these awesome beer, beer places around on the fucking holiday Tuborg, it's or the holiday Carlsberg, it's just the same fucking beer, you know? <laughs> what a, like, God, having Neil and the Nut on at the same time was a real treat. It was like live action bullshit busting. Well, you start to understand as well that the perfect thing to be in the world is a very good-looking and tall man. Because you can just do whatever. And, like, most of the time, people will just be like, oh, it's just, yeah, it's pretty... Probably right, yeah. <laughs> this guy pretty, seems to know. Yeah. This guy seems to know his stuff, you know. I mean, second, you want to be, like, a, a drop-dead gorgeous woman. I don't think, but see, if you're a man and you get all the male stuff as well, you know, where like people like, mm. you know, you don't get any of the sexism, you know. What mm. I mean? uh, plus, I think other men, I think when you, I think when you're a properly beautiful woman, you get some hate from other women. And a little bit of it's justified because they're sitting there going, why the fuck are they getting like, like they're not special they're just good looking mm. uh, and and you can see that and men can't because they're blinded by it so sort of other women understand a really good looking man the other man even if you're not gay you're like yeah it's pretty fucking yeah right, he's, 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 a, he's a hot dude <laughs> like we sort of we sort of no we sort we sort of fancy them I don't fully yeah. know what it is. Yeah, you do, right? It's like, yeah. like no, it doesn't work for just like a like a sort of pretty guy, like a properly like John Ham looking motherfuckers. Where it's just, yeah, like, he is better than me. You should take my wife. You know, why not? <laughs> like, men are stupid on every level. We're on every, on every we just get fooled. Level. We get fooled by beautiful people that we're not even attracted to. <laughs> <laughs> You can't even like uh, you can't even put a put a label on how stupid that is. <laughs> we do it. Uh, did you have a good time at Primavera, Jack? Yeah, Primavera is sick. Uh, strong recommended festival. Here's the highlights of Primavera in, in in general. It is a city festival. It is in the docklands of Barcelona, so it's like concrete. There's no mud anywhere. Weather is fucking glorious. You wear shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah. And, and the festival runs until yeah. 6 a.m. Hi, bud, we're still recording. I'll call you back. All right. Yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do we want to just pause on pudding at all? Or do we want to move on past that? I call it that because I really like pudding. 
So what do you call? So what do you call her then? <laughs> Putting what where? Hey, <laughs> God oh. Almighty, man! As I beat you to it, I took out a lot of the. No, it was. Look, it. I will admit that the timing, <laughs> the timing, and the manner in which I was going to deliver that. Would have left you in the dust, there's no doubt. But Gavin, you grasped a fundamental tenet of being funny, which is you got to be first. <laughs> Comedy's a race. Comedy is a race. Like, it doesn't matter if you make the joke better afterwards. Everyone's going to go like, yeah, cool. Yeah, we fucking heard it, man. You know, you got to get it out there. It leads to say, that mentality leads all of us to just saying shit that we just shouldn't say. You know, because it is yeah. registered that there's a joke to be made. And then the and bit of your brain. First. Yeah, the bit of your brain that's used to hanging around with comics is like, if I don't fucking say this first, I'm last. <laughs> you know? yeah. And then you've it's- said it and it's like, oh, there's people around. And I said <laughs> that. That was an error in judgment, you know. Uh... And so, but that's that's life. That's what people say. Highlights Primavera. I, I interrupted you there uh, Sorry, by answering. So, so, so. <laughs> Those couple nicknames, man. You call your girlfriend your sexy Asian toilet, and you're giving me shit over puddings. <laughs> Come on. Uh, so Primavera, you it's it's super clean. It's super. The weather is fl- is class, and it's in a city, so you go home to like an apartment or a hotel. It is absolutely ruined me for every other festival, for like every Irish festival. I have tickets yeah. all together now. I, I don't even care if I sell it. I ain't going. My days, it's just so pleasant. It's such a wonderful experience. The, the go, stay, the, 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 that you like, don't stay in the festival, that you're not in a tent. You're not in a tent. Such a move that, like, I mean, mm. I, at the age of, like, 19, I wouldn't have understood or cared. Okay, because, oh, like, and it was, and it was, it was That really was character forming. That was growth. Yeah, yeah. It also the, the, when when I went to it as well, the two the the main stage and the alternative stage um, were facing each other, and they would like play like someone would play their set on the main stage, then someone would play their set on the alternative. Stage. So you essentially just had to like turn around and walk like fifty meters yeah. the other way to mm-hmm. see it, and then like you were just kind of going back and forth unless you wanted to go to like a more specialized stage. They did something similar this time, except they were side by side, which I'm not sure was better based on what mm. people who were there the year that you were there, Gav. But like, yeah, still you had like the two main stages were in one area. So you could just kind of post up there all day. Yeah. And be like, well, I guess I'm just going to stand here and everything will come to me. And because it's two stages, the turnaround time is five minutes between acts. It's like, you yeah. So you're yeah. not doing what you normally have to do, at least if you're serious about the music at a festival, which is get the fucking list and be like, okay. Yeah, this flashing. What am I picking? You do that as well, but if if there's if there's a if there's a time when you're like, ah, there's nothing I really want to see, I can easily go to the main stage. If I want to see the next thing on the main stage, I'm not just waiting for 40 minutes in silence. I'm seeing I'm seeing another main stage quality act, and then I'm waiting for five minutes, maybe ten. And there's no mud. And there's no mud mud anywhere. Like the, the mud makes everything so unpleasant. <laughs> I wore a pair of white shoes, because you right? get because you, yeah. you get muddy on the first day and there's three more fucking days to go. Yeah. Right. yeah. Oh, the worst is when the wet bad weather before you've even got the tent set up means that all your stuff is wet. Like yeah. at least my thing with fans was always 
if we got good weather on the first day, the tent's up, everything needs to stay dry, can basically stay dry. We get wet, whatever. If you if it rains before the tank goes up, your change of clothes is wet. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck festivals, man. Yeah. The other thing is that we actually did, a couple of us did two weekends in a row of it. So for their 20th anniversary of Primavera, they did double weekend. And four of us did, did the double. Now, let me tell you, that was maybe an overly ambitious call. I have never felt worse in my entire life than on like day one of the second weekend. (laughs) You can't. No, like when, like you, and you did look like, like drinking sensibly and like a normal person and not just partying every single day, like, like tomorrow won't come um, is a good move. But it's only a good move if you stick to it. What it's a terrible move for if you're then going to be like, oh, but I'm going to go back and drink for two weeks in a row. No, you can't do that anymore. That's <laughs> gone for you. You could do it because you did it. It's like it's like it's like training for a marathon. It's like, well, I'll just I just I just well I'll run a five k every week. You know, it's like, yeah, no, you can't just go rock and run the marathon now because you're not ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I've been doing the training. I know, I know. It is not to your benefit that you're doing that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let us, uh, let us, in fact, review the beers that we had. Uh, you had nothing, Jack, uh, and yep. I presume you think it's the right move. I had uh, a delirium tremens, and it is a solid seven and a half. Uh, without being, it does not justify being a full euro more expensive than a Duval. Um, but it's pretty nice. And I do still get a little bit of a, a bit of joy out of the little kind of ceramic looking bottle and getting to feel really bougie buying buying the yeah it's the nice. beer you know uh, and so uh, there you go now Gavin may have run out of battery as he was about to and I think he now has so if you remember the beer he had he said it was, it was the hopefully spoo- hopefully boo. Yeah, uh, and he and said it, it seemed really like nice. it was in for a fucking stormer of a review. But what I do think is he did change his mind. He actually does say now it's it it did taste like it was a nice beer that someone had fired at him, and um, and so yeah, he actually gives it a zero. So sorry, Chris. Sorry, sorry, Chris. Ju- sorry, Junior. Gavin hates you, uh, and he gave your beer a zero. No, Gavin really liked that beer, um, and I he has propensity to give tens anyway. We'll find out next week, but I bet. Yeah, I, I bet. might try and get my hands on it for next week. Oh, I'm gonna week. for sure. I'm gonna for sure because it, yeah. especially if it's as sour as he said it was with that first. With the, I love. I if I'm getting a sour, I want my face to be like caving in on itself yeah. with the sourness, and it sounds like that might be it. So I'm gonna get it, and we'll find out next week. But I bet he would give it. I bet he's about to give it a ten. I think so. uh, wouldn't surprise me at all. Well, look, that's the, if that's not the suspense that people need to keep on coming back next week, I don't know what is. Really, only gives us one thing to cheers to, and that is to doing the bare minimum to promote the episode. I don't know if you noticed, yeah. folks. I started doing that. <laughs> I started putting up like little clips of the episode before it comes out, and like telling people that it exists. I've been <laughs> in, I've been internet free now for 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 a week or so, so I haven't even been able to enjoy this. But I look forward to it. Yeah, there's not much. It's the bare minimum. I mean, you know, in the sense that I just went in and hibernated. <laughs> <The bare minimum. laughs> right? Yeah, 
that's funny. Yeah, uh, this, the episode's finished. Um, uh, Kyle Killan's probably speaking to you already. Uh, and cut! Good enough. Splice in some reaction shots of me and shove it on the air. <laughs>